Welcome to Screen Crunch, the uh, number one podcast on the internet uh, covering any topic or um, starring anyone. We're the best. Wow. Are we still the only video game podcast? No, unfortunately not. Oh, that's a shame. Okay. Well, we held that title for quite a long time. Yeah, I, I did some research. It seems there's at least three. Okay. Well, with competition comes improvement or something right Mm -hmm. yeah today's a special episode because uh we forgot to record it Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) sam texted me yesterday and saying when are we going to record the sonic episode and i was like we don't need to record that yet that's uh (laughs) we're doing these every two weeks and when was the last episode like yesterday and then i looked and i was like no it was two weeks it was one day removed from two weeks ago so (laughs) (laughs) yesterday being thanksgiving day so we are yeah. a little late on this one. Yeah, this is not a this is the second time we're recording on a Monday or releasing this on a Monday. It is simply because um there are holes in my brain. <laughs> we need a producer, and it's me. I'm the producer. We need more than one brain cell to rub together. <laughs> this is gonna be a great episode, folks. We got I have some God of War hot takes. We're gonna start at the top of the show. We're gonna do a deep dive onto Sonic Frontiers. We've both beaten it. We're, I'm so excited to discuss this with Sam. It's going to be a great episode. We're feeling... We just eat. Th- we ate Thanksgiving yesterday. We're feeling lively. We're feeling great. I'm not in pain. I was going to say I'm not in an excruciating amount of pain. To be sarcastic. Because I'm just like, oh, I am. But it's like, ah, no, I'm fine. I got my wisdom teeth removed. Yay. A little bit under a week ago. And I'm still in a lot of pain. But also the dentist, I went to the dentist the day before Thanksgiving because I was like, oh no, this is, this should probably not be in pain anymore, right? And it turns out it's like, no, it's fine. You, you might just still be in pain. It's fine. But I was like, when can I eat solid food? And he was like, do it whenever you want, bro. And I was like, okay. Whoa, sweet dentist you got. I know. Then he threw me a beer. <laughs> Amazing. So I was able to eat turkey yesterday, and that was nice, but I ate it very carefully. Um, and perhaps maybe that's why I'm still in pain, is because my mouth is healing slower, because I'm chewing and so on. Because you're just really, you're going for it. I'm not being very safe, but also the fact that my dentist looked at my wounds and was like, you're fine. He winked and gave you finger guns, sent you on your way. He was like, live a little. Uh <laughs> But I'm, yeah, so I'm still in pain, but I'm not in a lot of pain. Um, it was a very difficult week. <laughs> oh my God, Sam. Oh, we saw wrestling live together. We did. And it changed my life. I've told everyone about it. And honestly, they, <laughs> every single person I've talked to has said that they want to go next time. It was so much fun. Let's all go. What- I want to just like buy out a, a section of the Prudential Center. <laughs> What what I liked is it was um so so eagle eared listeners might know that um AEW which is like the second biggest wrestling company in America had a pay per view in New Jersey recently like a the week before Thanksgiving I think I, I yes yes I don't know why I'm being I'm being cagey 
I have a working memory. But we didn't go to the pay-per-view. We went to the thing before, which was basically they were like, it, it's like the B show. So it's the day before the pay-per-view. So all like the big stars that are on the pay-per-view did not show up to this. But we did get to see everybody else. And that was very fun. It was because um, Sam would turn to me and he would be like, they'd be like, this next match is starring Marcus Goulash. And then Sam would be like, who's Marcus Goulash? And I'm like, I don't know, Sam. My new favorite is who? They'd be like, this is Leo Doctor. And I'm like, I don't know who this is, Sam. As someone who knows nothing about wrestling and only has my wrestling exposure through you, occasionally going over there to to watch a pay-per-view, it was really super fun in person. I loved it. Every second of it. We stayed the entire time. Oh, yeah. There was the, the... drunk guy behind us who was having oh, yeah. being he was miserable fun time <laughs> i believe i heard him getting into an argument with a child at one point i think so about like he was like you like that wrestler <laughs> to like a child <laughs> pathetic yeah he was just like oh my god uh, haven't you heard that their work rate isn't very good <laughs> <laughs> very silly time very silly time highly recommend it though Bad news, Sam. So one of the wrestlers, uh, Brian Cage, came out. And I know that his nickname is The Machine, but also when he was walking out, it said, The Machine, in like big 3D text, it goes, The Machine. Then it goes, The Embassy. Then it goes, <laughs> Brian Cage. And I took this to mean that his his primary nickname is uh the machine but his secondary nickname because a lot of wrestlers do this they have more Mm -hmm. than one nickname and uh so i assumed his secondary nickname was the embassy and i'm like wow what a good nickname that is so non-threatening typically but when you just make it a wrestler's nickname it it becomes scary because i'm like are you gonna introduce me to your fist like are you the ambassador of pain what does this mean bad news sam I, I, I looked it up afterwards. That is indeed the name of a group. Oh. That, that is not his specific nickname. That's really disappointing. And we were trying to figure up figure out other um non-threatening nouns that could be turned into wrestler uh names that would sound threatening in the context of it being named after a wrestler. I said the sunset. And Sam, <laughs> can you say what you said? Because I thought it was amazing. Thank you. I went with The Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine this wrestler coming out and he's called The Event Horizon? <laughs> that would be so sick. I would be like, okay, everyone <sighs> stand back. <laughs> now I'm talking a lot and I feel bad. I'm not giving Sam any air to breathe. But there's one last thing I want to talk about before we talk about Sonic Frontiers. And that is that I'm I'm playing God of War Ragnarok. I rented it from Gamefly because I will not spend $70 on a video game. Uh, they released Demon Souls for $70, and even I said, no, 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 no. I eBayed it for 40 The game, I am having fun. Okay, that's good. That is the start of the sentence, but let me, comma, <laughs> big butt. Who's, like Kratos's? Yeah, like the, like the butt, from, like, you know, in Pee-wee's Big Adventure where he's like, a lot of people have butts in life. But yours is the biggest. That's how I feel about this butt. I don't like any of these characters. Any, I like Kratos. I like Kratos because he also doesn't want to be in this video game. Oh my god. <laughs> he seems so annoyed 
to be on this adventure in the first place. He just wants to chill in his house. And I'm like, you know what, Kratos, go off. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, I like Thor, too. I like Thor, too, because Thor is like, what if this was a video game? And I'm like, thank you, Thor. But Someone had to say it. The guy, the the head that you carry around, who's like the smartest man alive, Mimir. Mimir. Have you said it? He is so annoying in this game. He was in the first one, right? He is in the first one. Okay. But in this game, th- this is not something that I remember being in the first game. Maybe it was. But Mimir is constantly telling me how to solve puzzles. And so is my son, Atreus. They're both constantly, like, I'll, like, walk up to a platform and they'll be like, huh, I wonder how we can lower that elevator. And I'm like, okay, I haven't even seen the elevator yet. Like, calm down. And this is, this is a small complaint, right? This is literally what most of the dialogue in the game is. Whoa. Like, like they are talking constantly. There is never a moment's peace in this game. Everyone is constantly saying out loud what is happening to me all the time and it's never helpful i I post about this on twitter but literally in the first gameplay section i went off the beaten path to the right instead of moving forward which would progress the story because i saw a treasure chest you know that's game design in that moment the game designers are silently telling me if you go off the beaten path you will be rewarded because now you're getting this treasure that you found off the beaten path so do that again in the future and you'll also be rewarded with secrets. The the Mimir, immediately I go off the beaten path, he goes, Oi, we're not supposed to go this way, laddie. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, the game is chastising me for playing this video game. Like, the, the hints that the characters are shouting at you are directly antithetical to the game they built. Like, I, I, I think that the, the hints they added, they added late in development because they seem to actively go against the actual game they made. And it's like, oh, well, that's a small thing. But it happens so often that I find myself frustrated so much in this game. And it's such a strange feeling because I'm like, this is a well-made game, but I'm feeling so frustrated almost all the time because these characters are like, Sam, I swear to God, they told me, look out for those glowing antlers. I think it's their weak point. Uh, then why, Wow, amazing. <laughs> why did we make them glow then? That's my question. Uh, and you can't turn this off, can you? No, you can't. If you could, I would I would turn it off and I would be talking about how it's very fun to hit people with my axe. <laughs> That's what I would be saying, because I like this game. I want to yeah. like this game more that than I the, do. The main thing you do talk about, how cool well, it is I, to, to bash people, but no. I will say I have one other, uh, I have kind of a mean criticism, too. Oh, no. Um, We're never mean on the show. <laughs> I try well. So this has been the thing this year. That's this has sure been my mean. my arc is that I am constantly bringing indie games to this podcast that I'm really hoping that I'll like really like and be like they're good, but I keep like finding faults with them that really like aggravate me. Mm. And then I come here and I'm like, so I do like the game, but also it has this thing that made me really frustrated. I'm really sorry that I feel this way. <laughs> like I come here with my tail between my legs and I'm like, so actually I uh. So, so I actually didn't like this game as much as most people did, and I feel bad. But this game, I'm like, this is gonna beat Elden Ring for game of the year. I'm gonna be so annoyed about it, but whatever. Like, yeah, they can they can handle it. They can handle be <laughs> the saying small this. criticism. <laughs> but in the first game, Atreus works as a character because he doesn't know anything about like this wider world, 
and he's he's a child and like he's experiencing everything for the first time and he's reacting to all these plot relevate revelations and everything but in the new game he is just like they're trying to give him a new character arc to go on but instead of showing it to me he's literally saying out what one of the first things he says in the game is he goes Dad, I want answers. I want to know who I'm supposed to be. And I'm like, you're not supposed to say that out loud, character. <laughs> like, that's something that a writer says in a pitch meeting. You're not, like, no one in real life has ever said, I want answers. Well, maybe they accidentally took the note from the pitch meeting and it just made it into the final draft. They recorded it, they printed it. Done. And to be fair, I have played, uh, I believe, three or four hours of this game at this point. And instead of saying, I want answers, now instead he reads me Wikipedia entries of the lore. <laughs> yeah, this all sounds kind of accurate. How old is he supposed to be? Like 10, 12-ish? I think he's supposed to. Well, the thing is, is that there was a scene in the game where uh, one of the dwarf, the two dwarf characters who are the, uh, like the, the craftsmen who like upgrade your weapons and stuff. They're like, what happened to him? He looks so weird now. Whoa. And I was like... Cool thing to say about someone's kid. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, he's weird and going through puberty. Well, it was the blue dwarf who's who's rude. Oh, okay. Um, and I was like, what are you talking about? He looks exactly the same as he did in the first game. I'm like, doesn't this take place right after? But then I watched a recap video of the first game that comes with Ragnarok, which is nice. I really like that. And I was like, oh, no, Atreus is so much younger in the first game. Like, he, he sounds so much younger and looks very different. I was like, okay, okay. I'm misremembering the first game. Whatever. But yeah, no, I do like this game overall. It's just all the hints. And I do kind of find it... I, I, I don't like that Atreus is just being like... So actually, I heard... Like, I understand why he's interested in the lore of this world. Because he is a part of it. Like, what he learns at the end of the last game... It makes sense that he's interested in learning more about uh, the parts of the world that are uh, he is a part of. But at the same time, it kind of they just manifest it in him just being like, so actually this realm 20 years ago, this happened. And I'm just like, OK, Atreus, let's, let's calm down. I'm going to play more of it. I don't dislike it. I don't know. That's my God of War uh, complaint minute. I'm enjoying it, though. Thor is cool. I, I want to play as Thor. Thor is awesome. Ooh. Also, I do like Kratos in this game because he's just so... He's annoyed with Atreus. He's annoyed with the two dwarfs. He's annoyed with every other character on screen. He's just like... He's not even <laughs> mad. He's just annoyed. He's like... I guess this is what we're... saga, right? Um, I don't think so. Oh, I mean, this might be the end of the um, Norse... The, the, the Viking saga. Um, okay. Because, I mean, the, the antagonist of this appears to be Odin. I assume he's the final boss. Um, unless they're going to save him for a third game. But this doesn't feel like the end of the God of War series, really. So far. Okay. I'm only a few hours in. But this feels like they're setting up for, like, a third game where Atreus is, like, older. And Kratos is like, okay, you're my son. But now you're, like, a cool warrior with me. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go take down Paul Bunyan. Whoa. Oh, man. If they do American mythology, that'd be sick. Let's go. Let's go take down D.B. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would play that one. <laughs> that would be sick. I'm so sorry. I complained about this game for like eight <laughs> minutes. Uh, that's okay. Someone uh, had to. Yeah. Let's talk about Sonic from Tears. Sam, you talk oh, for a bit. I would love to. So last episode, we touched on Sonic Frontiers. It was only a couple days after it came out. Um, and I was not very hot on it. I was actually kind of lukewarm and I was maybe a bit too mean. I have since finished it, put in... Apology accepted, by the way. Thank you. I have put in, I think, 15 <laughs> hours. Uh, and it, it really did grow on me. This game is definitely not great it's maybe not even particularly good um (laughs) but i did really enjoy it it was very fun uh it had its its moments that um you know i i didn't fully uh, agree with um tell me more about that I don't know. The story was just kind of stupid. <laughs> no. The story was really dumb. Oh, I disagree so strongly. And then it just stops. <laughs> no. Although I didn't get the, the super secret ending. So apparently there is some lore I missed. Uh, yeah, no, the story the... was was one of the weakest parts of it. No. Um, what? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I disagree so strong. What was weak about it? Uh, it's nothing happens. You know, Sam, there's a game you might like. If you want people to say things. It's called God of War Ragnarok. Oh, perfect. You wish Sonic was like, whoa, these ancients look like they might be uh, predecessors of Chaos Zero. No, see, I don't need it spelled <laughs> out like that. <laughs> I'm teasing you. Okay, I'm, well, I want to talk about the story a little bit. Because something okay. I will say is that there, there should be some context as opposed to... so. Wait, how spoiler are we getting? Because this game's only oh, a couple weeks Oh, we're spoiling everything. This is gonna, okay. I might call this full the spoiler spoilers. cast. We're, we're okay. full spoiler. I mean, I already said one of the biggest spoilers is that. You sure did. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. This is inten- intended to be a, sp- a spoiler cast. We're going, we're going, uh, I need to, I need to get in there with a scalpel. So something <laughs> about how nothing has happened in the first three islands. Something you should know about Sonic plots is for, I would say, since... Definitely since Sonic Colors, a lot of the Sonic stories recently, especially since Colors, have just been um, Sonic and Tails standing like four feet apart and just kind of talking to each other while doing like hand gestures. Mm-hmm. Like very, not very dynamic cutscenes has been the case for a long time. So the fact that all the most of the story cutscenes in this are just Sonic like standing a few feet apart from a hologram of his friends and just them having a conversation about something is completely in line with what's been going on recently. And like, I don't like that. I wish that there was, I wish the the cutscenes were more dynamic. Um, I would love some of like the cinema, like Sonic adventure. Those cutscenes are not good. They're animated very strangely, etc. But they're fun. But there's like a cinematography to it where it's Mm -hmm. like, that that doesn't really exist anymore. Now it's just kind of character. It's just kind of like character talking to character. uh, Usually like a a full body shot. They're gesticulating with their giant animal hands. Um, And uh, since since colors, it's been kind of like, it's felt very like, placeholder or like this is a cutscene to deliver information and jokes as opposed to 
to like be an exciting moment that you remember. So that's been in line. And I'm not a fan of the fact that that's been what the cutscenes have been like recently. Okay, that's good to know. I, I didn't have that context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That context, I think, is important because the, the main way I would feel about this game overall after finishing it, and we'll get back to this, is that this is definitely the first step of like a new era in Sonic. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. at least I hope it is because it's hard. I, to... I hope so, because some yeah, of the game is great. The second half yeah. of the game is is really good. That's so funny. I <laughs> I really like the the first two islands the most. Wow. OK, uh, but um, but something I want to say real quick and then I'll throw it back to you because uh, I'm curious about this. But the thing that separated the story so much from the 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 games that came before it especially the recent games is everyone is has a everyone is a character everyone like amy isn't just screaming about how she loves sonic amy actually has like thoughts and feelings and opinions and motivations and everything and you know it's not super complex because these are cartoon characters but like (laughs) knuckles is talking about his ancestry in Angel Island and how like being the only echidna left has affected him, like how he feels lonely and he how his responsibility to guard the Master Emerald has mean, meant that he can't explore the world. And like they just show off Sonic and Knuckles rivalry, which they have not done since Adventure 1, I think. Like Adventure 2, they're just friends. <laughs> yeah. And then True. Son- um, like Sonic Heroes on, he was just kind of like Sonic's second favorite friend. Like that was just how he was treated. <laughs> if he was treated, if he was in the game at all, but in this game, they're like, no, they're like brothers, but also they're like rivals and it's great. The Tails stuff is fantastic. I love the Tails Island. how do you feel about that? Did you like, did you like all like the, the actual character writing and everything? I, I did. I enjoyed the little subplots more than the main storyline, but I do have a problem with them where half of the dialogue was just, remember doing this in that other game? It was all just like (laughs) self-referential, especially with Tails. It's like, hey, I saved you from this. No, but you did that there. Um, Oh, you'll be brave and then you'll do this next time kind of thing. Uh, A lot of it was, was just like talking about old games and being like, hey, it's a Sonic game. That was kind of a little boring for me. Okay, what, what, what I will say, is, uh, I will say there's definitely a lot of references to older games in this. And some of them feel kind of um, shoehorned in. But the Tales one specifically, I will say, I really like that they address. Because what they're talking about in, in, in the case with Tales is that uh, in the last Sonic game, Sonic Forces... Tails just acts like a huge coward, like he's just a scaredy cat in that game, okay. which is completely against how he's been characterized. Like in like like in Sonic Adventure, it's about him being scared, but like overcoming that to be a hero in his own right. But yeah, then Sonic Forces, a giant mech. like he was that, cool in Sonic Adventure. <laughs> that's Sonic Adventure too. Sonic Adventure One, oh, yeah, he's right. just he's on his own, but he's awesome. He 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 stops Eggman himself at the end of his campaign. Yeah. But then Sonic Forces was just like, no, he he's he's Luigi now. He's just he's he's just scared of Chaos Zero. It's like, why would he be scared of Chaos Zero? He's defeated other like he's defeated Chaos before. So Tails' thing is a lot of them like actually addressing the mischaracterization in Forces and trying to tie it into Tails' larger characterization of him just being like 
oh man, I totally like broke down on our last adventure in a way that I is completely unlike me. So now I'm insecure going forward being your sidekick. Like that makes sense to me. That is acknowledging that there is a larger continuity within Sonic, which I do appreciate. I like a lot of the references I actually do think are good and are good storytelling because Sonic has been a continuous story for over 20 years. And then sometimes they'll just be like, wow, this is like Dark Gaia. And I'm like, it's not really like Dark Gaia, guys. Like, let's calm down. It's not that much like Dark Gaia. Or like, oh, this waterfall. This is like Mystic Ruins. And I'm like, I guess it's yeah, a waterfall. Exactly. But, that that one really threw me. <laughs> uh, but I did like that one because I was, for, for me, uh, these are all fan service. And they're just kind of like, mm-hmm. hey, remember when that happened? Which I'm usually not a fan of, but because the Sonic games have been so devoid of characterization and acknowledging that there is a world built in which these characters exist in. I sound like such a nerd, but I I don't care. <laughs> no, I like this because I didn't realize that there was an overarching story. I, I really did think that pretty much every, every Sonic game was like a freestanding entity where they just had the same characters. Uh, I didn't know that there was lore. Oh, as uh, the adventure era was like Shadow has like a character arc that spans like five games, <laughs> but just it, it was kind of just like water in a desert of because it's been Sonic here. Sonic um, Colors came out in what, like 2010? Ever since Sonic Colors, there even like um, honestly, even Sonic Unleashed um, to an extent. But ever since the disaster of 06, they have just decided to scrap the um like acknowledging that they're or trying to tell a serious story well they have not acknowledged the world building they have not like really engaged with anything like when was the last time anyone mentioned angel island or whatever yeah whenever they reference the old games uh it is to reuse an asset or reference something from a game for the sake of going hey i do remember that you know like which sounds similar to going, hey, the the Mystic Fall, the Mystic Ruins waterfall. I feel that is different than like Sonic casually mentioning adventure he went on in the in the past is very different to me than reusing Green Hill Zone four hundred times, uh, which they ha- keep doing. They have not released a Sonic game uh, that doesn't have Green Hill Zone in it in over a decade. That shouldn't be true. Why is that true? <laughs> um, or you know what? Sonic Lost World doesn't have it, but it does have Windy Hill Zone, which is Ooh. slightly different. So, <laughs> but yeah, the story in this, I really, really enjoyed. I got a kick out of it. All the ca- like, all the characters were characterized really nicely. We we got lore about the Chaos Emeralds. We learned more about like the the species of apparently like chow were once water aliens and then they evolved into chow but then when chaos zero touched the uh or got corrupted he got corrupted back into like similar to his old form it's awesome i was screaming the chow or the coco the okay so it seems to be the original form was the water aliens that have the cocoa inside them. Yeah. 
And the Coco seemed to be like the the Coco we see seemed to be like possessed by their spirits. Yeah. That are like living outside. They're like living outside of time. Something I love about this game is how hard the (laughs) why 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 is why is the plot of like what why is like I feel like in most games like this of like a kids game where you're like oh no there's little rock buddies they (laughs) but in this game I'm like well you see the rock buddies are uh, inhabited by the ghosts of uh, (laughs) an ancient alien civilization but also they seem to be living in the past concurrently with the future and we're able to interact with them but they don't it's so confusing it was interesting it. don't get me wrong i just <laughs> yeah I, I love that everyone uh all three characters got their own little like they, they got to interact with the cocos in a different way oh i love the cocos they were little guys I yeah, they were fine. I don't know what was up with the elder or the the other one, <laughs> the nomad. Why were they big and why could they talk? Why were they like actual real dudes? Where did that come from? Um, I guess maybe there was really big aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. Or maybe yeah, I'm not sure about that. That's that's an interesting <laughs> lore question. Some okay, uh we can move on from story, unless you have more to say. But I do want to say real quick, absolute, they just dropped a lore bomb on us in, in the last cutscene. Have you? I don't know if you noticed this, Sam, but they just dropped... This was like the equivalent of if in the middle of... Like at the end of Endgame, at Tony Stark's funeral, uh, if Peter Parker was just like, Oh man, I should go invite Wolverine to this. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, Wolverine's here now? No, you, what, what what am I missing? Um, in the in the final cutscene, Amy says, "I wonder if uh, cream or sticks is available." Oh, I missed that. S- Sam Sticks is the name of the of the Badger character from Sonic Boom. She's oh. can she's canon to the larger Sonic universe now. Oh, amazing! Why she was Sonic not- Boom not canon? No, it was like a separate universe, and like oh. that's that's very common with Sonic. Of like, there's the comics universe, there's the, and then like every cartoon has like characters that are only in that cartoon. So Boom is the same in that way, and okay. Sticks was one of those. But it seems that she is broken free of being from a canceled TV show. Oh, uh, good and for now her. She she just seems to be in the series. Sonic also mentions Tangle from the comics. At some point, so she's canon too now, so that's exciting. I don't know. I real I I don't like Sonic Boom that much. I love Sticks though. She's a very funny character. I like Sticks. She's cool. Yeah, I I love that this game was this game was made for me. I because I was just licking my fingers. I was getting all this new lore about the Chaos Emeralds, and I was loving every minute of it. You should apply to be the the lore master or whatever they're looking for. <laughs> It'd be perfect. What's so funny about Sonic is the fans are so dedicated that I know, like, so much Sonic lore. Doesn't even scratch the surface, does it? What was what was your moment with the game, Sam, where you started to feel the winds, the winds change? Where you were like, oh, I'm starting to like this. I think it was the third island. That's the Tales one, right? With the, mm-hmm. the volcano. I think at that point I had pretty much all of the power-ups unlocked, all the different skills. Something just kind of clicked. And I feel like 
the second island, the desert one, after that one, I, I got very sick of that one. It was kind of like a nice breath of fresh air of being on the third one. Uh, I just felt like the, the world kind of gelled more than the previous one. And I heard that people really didn't like the third one. I was trying to figure out why. I didn't like the third one that much, to be honest. Is that because it pulled you into the 2D camera for like the first time? That's like my assumption. Well, that was definitely part of it for me, but also the island had a lot of um, separated islands Mm -hmm. that I would have to like. And this was a part where the pop-in was like genuinely damaging the game design because (laughs) you would have to find like the specific rail that would bring you to that island. And it's really hard because you'd be looking into the distance and you wouldn't see the rail. Um, Yes, true. So there... There was a lot of me going, like, trying to go to one island and ending up on another island. I definitely didn't dislike the island overall, but I think out of all the islands, I dislike it the most, like, easily. Like, I was getting... Because, listen, I'm a Sonic fan. Sonic. The thing about Sonic gameplay, at its best, it's the best, the best thing on planet Earth. But wow. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. Is there anything better than going through a loop-de-loop? Sonic, when it works feels great mm-hmm. but i don't think there's a single sonic game even sonic mania has problems even i would say sonic mania is probably the most polished sonic game like even more than the the classics just because they've had all those years of like retrospect and you know they're taking classic levels and uh evolving them in a lot of ways so i would say it's probably the most polished sonic game 2D or 3D, but even it, it still has frustrating moments. It's just a part of the Sonic experience. Is sometimes you'll get some frustration. So uh, the third island was the 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 that was mostly when I was like 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 grinding my teeth and being like, why are we doing this, folks? Why why, okay. why am I suddenly in 2D and I can't get out of here? Why is this squid attacking me? <laughs> um, I also yeah something I also felt was the um. The bosses, I definitely think the bosses got worse over time. Yes, I like, agree with that. Because um, the tower boss on the first island, very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the guy who's a pillar. The Asura, yeah. the one that you have to like climb up like Shadow of the Colossus, that could be a little janky at times. Um, I've definitely seen other people have harder a harder time with it than I did. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed that fight. Yeah, um, I like that one. I was expecting that or bigger, greater throughout the rest of the game, but it was just the first island, which caught me off guard. Yeah, and there were there were like some big ones, but they were big in a different way. Um, that ring one on the desert island yeah. was a nightmare. That one yeah. was so bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and the shark. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the shark just because even though it took forever, it was easy. I feel like I was doing the quick time events and it just wasn't registering. Actually, maybe what did you play on PlayStation? Yeah. I wonder if there's like an Xbox problem. My inputs just didn't work half the time. I mean, the game is super glitchy, but like I couldn't get the map to open. I would sit there just mashing on the pause button and it wouldn't do anything. I feel like a lot of the time it just wasn't responding to me. So maybe that's where some of my big problems with this game come from. Oh, 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 you can't open the map if you're in combat. No, not even in combat. Just like generally playing the game. I'm standing still doing nothing and I couldn't open the map. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, that is know. strange. That might be an Xbox problem. Yeah, different oh, controllers, no, that, <laughs> nothing fixed it. 
This is a problem because right now I'm playing through Dishonored. Uh, I just started it. I'm like Ooh. an hour in. I'm so bad at it. So I have nothing to say so far except I'm horrible at this game. Um, and I'm playing through God of War because I want to. Uh, I just want to. I just want to play it. You know, mm-hmm. I like God of War 2018. I think I'm going to get a hoot out of this game, even though I complained earlier. <laughs> um, but as we talk about this, I'm just imagining Sonic running through a field, and I'm like, I should boot up Sonic Frontiers after this. I should. I should go. I should go grind some rails. I should go <laughs> go through a loop, but I'm not allowed to. I have other things to do. And that the the shark takes way too long. But there are a lot that take you that take way longer, and are also hard. And also the ones I hate the most are the ones that lock you into an environment. Yes. Is the squid the one with the the rails, or is it the one where you're running on its tail? That's the that's running on its tail. I hated the squid because okay. you have to run for so long. <laughs> well, what they don't tell you is if you just keep mashing boost, you get closer. Yeah, and they don't yeah, explain yeah. that. Stupid. <laughs> because your max boost, like when you start a boost, it it um it increases. It is like faster than holding it down for some reason, which is yeah. very strange. The, the thing about this game is the controls are are strange. I'll say that <laughs> they, <laughs> they like the fact that boost is like. There, there's there, like it just needed some more tweaks. It really did. Like I've, I I'm not gonna pretend that I understand how they made this game or how it works. This is a comparison. This isn't me saying what they should have done. But uh, when I was in college, I made a 3D platformer like demo level in my game design class in Unity, and I spent a while being like, okay, this is the drag of the character. Like, no, this shouldn't be seven this should be six and like oh the gravity this should be like this instead of that like i was adjusting a lot of micro things and 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 checking and being like what should the 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 jump height be compared to the level design i feel like they needed to do that a little bit more because like just just like as we just said the fact that whole spamming the boost button is faster than holding it down makes no sense because you have an initial burst of speed when you hit the boost button but spamming it just means you keep getting an additional initial boost of speed which you be allowed that shouldn't be possible in the game engine you should make it so that that doesn't happen and they yeah. just needed to do a little bit more like that like the air dash is very bad the air Broken dash should even <laughs> yeah the air dash is really bad and like eventually i got used to the fact that the air dash is bad and then I was doing a lot better and having a lot more fun in the cyberspace levels. But like a lot of people are not patient. They're not going to try and get used to these strange controls because like, I don't want to even say they're bad. They're just different than most platformers. And I hope for the next game, they're different from this. I hope the next game, there's a better air dash. I hope that you're, this is the word that the Sonic fan base keeps saying but momentum Mm -hmm. i would love if your momentum carried with you so when you're like when you're running really fast then you jump in the air and you air dash you keep going really fast and you air dash really fast that would be wonderful yeah don't have to regain all that speed i am very excited to play this game in one year from now on pc with a bunch of mods oh yeah that will be a dream Someone added a Sonic Adventure uh, character mod to it immediately. Whoa. <laughs> uh, well, just the character model. They didn't, like, replace the movement. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, the modding fan base for 3D Sonic games is great. There's a really vibrant modding community. What I would love is um, a, a mod for this that replaces the cyberspace levels with other levels. I think that would be very because that would be that would make like every playthrough feel fresh. So, did you? How do you feel about cyberspace? I'll, I'll ask you more questions, but I want a general vibe first. There were some levels I really liked, and I actually did keep going back to to replay and get perfect scores. Uh, some of them were a bit of a nightmare, though. But all in all, I did not mind them. All right, my my follow up question: Did you know that a lot of them? are uh, level designs from previous Sonic games. Like one-to-one? Not one-to-one, but like inspired by, and they're, it's like, it's, they're like trying to do a remake of it. That makes sense. I feel like I played one that was almost exactly the same as one I just played in Unleashed the other night. Yeah, the, the, the opening level is based on an Unleashed level. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll do it then. Uh, I, yeah. I don't really have a problem with that, though. Well, as someone who doesn't play a lot of Sonic, I didn't oh, yeah. notice. But yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. What I'll say is I I I, I didn't I didn't notice until people pointed it out to me. Uh, like I played a level and I was like, man, this is a fun level. Well, I mean, I was like, this is a fun level, except I have to keep <laughs> I have to keep respawning or I have to keep jumping off this cliff and going back down this hill because it controls really badly <laughs> to get this this last red coin mm-hmm. um so it's like this is fun to a point but i didn't mind the reuse uh just because i didn't really notice it most of the time because i'm i was just like oh sonic goes fast but what i will say and i guess this this ties into the larger point i want to make about this game overall this is a wonderful step into the right direction what I would love to see in the next game is them to take this blueprint and build on it and like make like replace all the faults in this game. It's very easy to just say fix them. But like the fact that all the level geometry, like the fact that the, the islands just look like realistic, normal islands. And then there's just like and then floating. It looks like you loaded up Forge and Halo Reach with a bunch of friends and slap some yeah. stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind that the level looks realistic or whatever. That's fine. We've had Sonic in a realistic setting before. It's been fine before. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would like in the future is instead of just having all the level, like the Sonic platformer elements floating in the air for no reason, make it so they're incorporated into the level design of the island i was just gonna say that if it was just somewhat more cohesive even if they are still floating but like on the desert one they're i don't know rusted or something uh just a bit more aesthetically in line with the beautiful like photorealistic world he's running around in i think that would be a killer or just make it like make it look like the cyberspace levels like i don't want them to do green hill zone again yeah. But I'll tell you what, if they make it so I can go free roam in Green Hill Zone, maybe I'll look the other way. And just make <laughs> it so all the floating platforms, like, look the way that floating platforms do in Green Hill Zone or in yeah. any Sonic game. Just, like, make them part of the overall aesthetic. I would love that. Um, for the cyberspace levels, I would say, don't do this. <laughs> do not reuse level designs and do not reuse level visual designs like the fact that there's four visual themes for these levels and all and three or four of them are um 
based on like Sonic Generations levels. Like it's been a decade since Sonic Generations. We can't escape Green Hill Zone or Chemical Plant Zone. And and Sky Sanctuary is in every spin-off a thousand times. It's like yeah. fellas, I'm proud of you. They're very nice levels. <laughs> There's more like, to the world. <laughs> they they need to either be more visually interesting or like more more visually diverse like there needs to be more than four themes or you know what make it one theme but make it something new like if i'm looking at the same theme for for 15 hours at least make it look like something i haven't seen before yeah because something i love about sonic and i've said this rant before i love that it takes you to new places it takes you to weird places like a a, a, a casino that's that, that, that that's made of a pinball machine you know i would love to see that and uh Make the physics better, which is so easy for me to say because I'm not making the game. But I don't know. And, and make the story less people talking, standing next to each other and talking to each other, you know? And you know what I would have loved? You know Tell what? You know what suits this style of game so well? What? Multiple characters, baby. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine being Tails? And can you imagine if you're playing uh, the sequel to Sonic Frontiers um, and... You see something in the distance and you're like, I don't think I can reach that as Sonic. And then you're like, let me uh, go to the menu, switch to Tails, and then fly up there. Your GTA little Tails. 5 style. Yeah, <laughs> GTA Kevin 5 style. Out and you spawn as Tails and he's like beating up a, a cashier or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> oh man, we really got into, I don't even know if we got into everything. No, definitely um, not. I have a lot more I, <laughs> I have written oh, please, down. Please, please tell me more. Well, uh, kind of tying into that, one of my big problems with the game is the just general lack of like progression, um, especially when it comes oh, to yeah. traversal and platforming. You can pretty much do everything at the beginning of the game. Actually, I think you can do everything. It's not like the old games where you have to unlock the light dash and unlock whatever the, the fire bracelet was that you roll through the metal boxes. You can just mm-hmm. do everything from the jump. It's just a matter of getting better at it. Uh, and I would really, I, I did very much miss that. Uh, I would love to see some sort of progression uh, in, of Sonic and his abilities or yeah, different characters or something. There is the combat upgrade system, uh, but even that you get to a certain point and you can unlock like auto combos. So you don't even have to remember the controls or really know what you're doing. You just mash the attack button and the game plays itself. I don't know who that was really four i mean i used it uh but I, <laughs> it was for you sam it was oh it, can i say it, I, yeah i want to build on your previous point um yeah there's there's so in terms of progression i want to agree with you on that and especially this was a point that i felt so strongly about while playing it i'm like i'm definitely going to mention this on podcast i almost forgot the way in which you unlock things in this game is very incorrect <laughs> like um I think Pikmin Bloom made me see through the Matrix. Oh my goodness! Pik- Pikmin what do you Bloom. Mean? <laughs> Pikmin Bloom is a game where no gameplay exists. You simply exchange currency for other currency. Where it's like, okay, you you give nectar to a Pikmin. You use that nectar to get f- in response to nectar. A Pikmin gives you flowers. You use flowers to plant planting it gives you coins which helps you buy nectar or like that's not even exactly what it is but it's just like i'm like 
Wait, so the nectar turns into flowers and the flowers turn into that. Like, it's just a circle and I'm like, It's like trading a paperclip up to a house kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the sort of thing, every game is like that, but there's usually stuff to to distract you from it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Pikmin Bloom ruined my brain. And Sonic Frontiers the entire time, I'm like, so I get gears to open up uh, cyberspace levels and those give me keys. Mm Mm-hmm. But the keys give you Chaos Emeralds. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's a limited amount of Chaos Emeralds per island. And once when you beat the boss on that island, the Chaos Emeralds have essentially zero value to you. Yeah. So there's no reason to go back. There is no reason to come back to an island and do the rest of the cyberspace levels. Like, they don't even... Like, the cyberspace levels after you beat the island should at least give you, like, a bunch of friendship tokens. Mm-hmm. Or memory tokens. So that when you go back, you, you're like, okay, well, if I replay all the cyberspace levels, maybe I can get this, like, really rare cutscene with Knuckles where he talks about uh, he talks about something like a, a crazy lore drop. That would be great. But instead, the kind of exchanging one thing for another in this game doesn't really work. Yeah. Or even if it was, like, kind of gear-gated, like you had to come back after you got a, a certain shoe or something. Which also, why are there different, like, customizations that you can't even use? I don't know. I got the Sonic Adventure 2 shoes. I I get that they don't do anything, but you don't get anything else just by playing the game. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's the Sonic Adventure 2 shoes, and then there's a different outfit you can get somehow. I don't remember how. I think it was a pre-order bonus, right? It was, like, armor. I think there was was Monster Hunter armor, which is, like, a new free DLC. But then there's also something where he's, like, wearing, like, boots and, like, leather gloves. Oh, cool. And it looks very strange on Sonic. He, <laughs> he looks like he's going to, like, Cabela's. Whoa. Um, but well, it's, it's very strange. get in-game, right? No, it's very strange that there's all these different costumes for Sonic in this game, but you can't get any of them <laughs> through the game. It's, it's strange. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say is... Um, this game almost feels like it was designed to have multiple playable characters because each island is designed around a character and it's mm-hmm. just Sonic talking to that one character. It feels like this game should be the sort of game where after you beat the first island, it's like, okay, but now you can also play as Amy. Like, yeah. she doesn't have her own missions, but if you want to run around the world as Amy, she has, like, a different control scheme. Like, she she's really good at jumping, but she isn't very fast. Yeah. That feels like that is built into like that that should be how the next game works of like this is the tails chapter you still play as sonic but like it's focused on tails Mm -hmm. and then you unlock him and you can play as him and it's like all right fellas you just need to like make it so you're able to play as tails in the open world well i guess that's probably way more complicated than i'm saying but i feel like it's easier than making a bunch of new cutscenes. uh but also i have no idea maybe there's a director's cut down the road I feel like I there was definitely a lot of cut content from this game. Oh, absolutely. It seems like there was a lot of cut content. Um, yeah. The fact that the fourth and fifth island are just the, the first island. W- what's strange is that they seem to, based on a piece of dialogue in one of the egg memos, it seems like they're originally going to make it so the first, like that it is just three islands and you unlock the second part later. But they decided to make it seem like it was five islands instead within the game which i'm like okay i guess i don't this seems more confusing than just being honest uh let's hear the rest of your your notes though i want to i want to hear more well the big one 
is that this game has by far the best video game soundtrack of the year. Absolutely no question about it. Soundtrack is amazing. Best part of the game. Um, oh, you you, you sent me a text at like 3 a.m. or something <laughs> that was like, why does the supersonic song go so hard? So the whole time you're running around the open world, it's like this somber, mellow piano music. Very, very Breath of the Wild-esque. <laughs> And then you get into the cyberspace levels and it's like this hard drum and bass EDM. It's um, footwork music. It's amazing. Um, very like 90s bass slappy, like chopped and screwed vocals. Uh, and then some have like <laughs> really really like genuinely very good dubstep songs and like i haven't heard a new dubstep song in probably 10 years so i'm glad someone is still doing it and they are killing it truly great i think it's four two best dubstep song of the last decade But then you get to the the big boss fights, and each one has like a post hardcore screamo song, and they are I'm that is not my preferred genre to listen to. They are so good. I do <laughs> often go back and just listen to them. They have like Kellen Quinn, and I don't remember the other people, but they're like actual real screamo artists doing these. They are so amazing. They, hey, they Sam. nailed the soundtrack. <laughs> hey, well, Sam. Yes. I'm here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was playing it. I got to a supersonic scene. We didn't even have time to talk about supersonic, but those oh, are man. so sick. Yeah, they are. They're 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 just like, you know what? Supersonic is just is just Goku. So let's make Sonic Goku. <laughs> I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, whenever he flies through an enemy, it is so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. But I was playing a supersonic level and Jamie walked in and Jamie just like looked at the TV, looked at me and said, is that Paramore? (laughs) (sighs) It just doesn't seem right, but it it fits so perfectly. I guess Crush 40 always kind of um, threaded that needle, but they fully leaned into it this time and it's perfect. It made me so happy. When my when my partner uh, drove me drove me home from the dentist, they were like, "What music you want to listen to? You can put on any music you want." And you know what I put on? Tell me, some Crush Forty, baby. Oh, amazing! <laughs> yeah. At one point, they were just like, "Are you sure this isn't Fallout Boy?" Oh my god! Like, <laughs> it's better. Yeah, I was like, "How dare you?" Best part of the game. <laughs> Um, before, before we get to the rest of your notes, I do want to just throw out before I forget the parry in this game is not, there's no timing. Oh my God. It's so funny. I was, my sister started it just a couple hours ago and I was like, parrying is unlike any other game. Literally just hold it and you will beat the game. (laughs) It's so funny. Why is it like this? I love that. I saw a YouTuber be like, I imagine this is for children who don't have good hand-eye coordination 
but why didn't you just make it so that the the timing was extremely generous? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, they didn't even do that. They just made it so if you just hold down the button, you're good. So funny. And this once again ties into one of my other notes, which is that the the puzzles on the islands are so atrociously bad. There, the, there's that one where you just have to stand there and parry something like one to three times and you just hold the thing for like 15 seconds and you're done. That's the entire puzzle. It drove me mad. Oh, you know what? I, I had a really good metaphor for Thank you for bringing up these puzzles. I forgot they existed. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you for forgetting. <laughs> for good reason. Uh, so, so this is a perfect metaphor I, I thought of the other day for how I feel about these puzzles because... I don't think they're engaging. I don't even... I wouldn't call most of them puzzles. No, they're not. There's one where you just hold run and it does it. You know, when you're in the the back... I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Sam. I hope you have because you can appreciate this metaphor. You know, when you're in the back of a like an Uber and they have like the iPad on the back of the seat (laughs) and it's like playing like a loop of trivia questions. Yeah. And like they're so easy that they're not even like engaging your brain. But just kind of looking at pictures is pleasant because you're just like, oh, I'm in a car and I want to go home. But hey, look, this is asking me what animal this is. I know it's an alligator. And you don't click on the the iPad because even that would be too much effort. Mm -hmm. But you just kind of read the question in your head and then like, I know the answer. There's three triangles there. (laughs) That's what these puzzles feel like. Yeah. They're just, they're there simply to... To make you you be like, you know what? They're actually very helpful. They're there to help make sure you don't get stuck into a sonic flow state. (laughs) And if you get into too much of a sonic flow, you will get into like a fugue state like Walter White. Whoa. And you'll end up naked in a 7-Eleven. So that's why they do that. I want to hear your thoughts on uh, the mini games. Oh, which includes like fishing, but the stuff like the the pinball that they only use once or the hacking oh. mini game. <laughs> okay. The the pinball I I like applauded. I was so happy. Pinball rules. <laughs> it was so good. The the they have like such a dramatic reveal of it. They do it's it's like the twentieth century Fox logo where they're like <laughs> da, 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 and it like reveals this just giant pinball machine. I was losing it i was so happy what i'll say about the hacking mini game is i was playing it and i was like this is just near automata like <laughs> near automata also has like a, a shoot shoot 'em up game but there's this twin stick and it's like more geometry wars than mm-hmm. galaga but they also represent hacking in this way i'm like this is so funny this is just near automata using um, like the different colored shots to to diff- yeah. kill different enemies right yeah that's yeah, so I thought they they were very um, brainless, all the hacking ones were. Yes. But then the secret final boss, which you didn't play. I didn't. Um, I, I didn't know. I think you would have been, I don't think you would have liked it. It is one of those hacking parts, but like 10 minutes long. Ugh, they were and too long you, as is. <laughs> <laughs> they are so long, Sam. It is so difficult. Like, can you look up a video of it real quick? Yeah, I will. I just want to see 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 your reaction to like what it looks like and just like click to the middle of the video. So th- like it becomes a genuine like bullet hell bullet hell game and Oh yeah, there we go. Like it is not a Sonic game. No. It is not it, at all. <laughs> it is just a, a new video game has has arrived here. Um 
but I loved it. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it was because the villain's speech that it's the the end is mm-hmm. actually genuinely well written and like there's a part in it where it's like the entire speech it's giving is just talking down to you and being like you're just a hedgehog i'm like literally an entity that goes beyond existence uh there's a part where they're like you've killed gods and machines but they're (laughs) finite i'm infinite i'm like oh my god this is sick (laughs) and that is just going on for 10 minutes as it plays this really nice piano music and I'm just, like, getting hyped up. I keep dying. <laughs> but, like, the farther in I get, like, my eyes are just, like, I felt like I was part of the TV. It was crazy. <laughs> you forget to blink? <laughs> I did forget to blink at one point. It made me die, and I had to start over. <laughs> this looks really hard. It was really hard. It was. It felt really rewarding. Something, something also I'll say is if you keep dying, they'll eventually start giving you extra lives. Oh, nice. But, like... It takes a while. Like, I probably played this for an hour. And at the end, I had, like, four lives. (laughs) This must have been the normal, actual, original ending, right? And then they cut it just for the hard version. Because the normal ending is crazy. It's, like, two quick time events, then it's over. Yeah, that... It was very disappointing. I think what they should have done was they should have, like... I guess I would have taken you out of the experience. But there should have been a prompt... Like, there should have been a prompt that was like, do you want to play the hard mode ending? Hmm. Yes, no. Yeah, there was no way of knowing that it was different going in. Yeah, it was a very, very strange decision. It really, that feels like it was a last minute decision. Yeah. Well, I'll go back and do it. Do you have any other notes? Uh, I think I just want to hear about fishing, which also has some really, really great music. It's just like this nice, chill, lo-fi music. It's so good. I love the music in this game. (laughs) I I love something I love. I love that big. I love that big is in this game as actually, I don't know if this is known um, because I don't really talk about it. My one of my like, I think he might have been my first favorite character, like my first like character that I really latched onto in my life is Big the Cat. I loved Big the Cat as a kid. He was my favorite character by 10 miles and everyone hated him and it made me very sad but so when he be- recently in the recent years became a meme character, it was like, I was like, no, 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 no. You're all, I, I know how you all really feel. You're being <laughs> ironic. I love big genuinely. So it made me, it, so I kind of had not this resentment, but just this, <laughs> Sam, you guys about the fishing minigame. You weren't ready for this. <laughs> I know your thoughts on big. I knew what came with the territory. <laughs> You're just like, all right, I'm going to ask Olive about the fishing minigame and then we can pack it up. This won't have a long explanation. (laughs) But anyway, I love that Big is in this game. I love that they're like, well, this is an open world game. We should have a fishing minigame because fishing minigames rule. And uh, they're like, well, let's just have Big here, which is so funny. So cute. I love that he appears to just like, he doesn't see, like, he he has also found this like pocket dimension thing, but he... (laughs) He just seems to have found it because he wanted to find a good fishing spot. Mm-hmm. And he's in no hurry to leave. Yeah, he he just seems to, like, have this otherworldly ability. If, like, there's a fishing spot, he'll find it. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I love, I love, I saw a comment somewhere where someone was like, so they just left Big on the island, huh? And someone <laughs> sure else did. was like, <laughs> so it was like, he came without them, he'll leave without them. <laughs> like, uh. He knows how to get off. 
But yeah, the fishing. I don't. The fishing is so simple. It is. It's like for babies, so, but it's so great. It, it's some. It's yeah. It is really just. It is a Skinner box. Like, is that what those are called? Where it's like the button that just gives you dopamine. <laughs> sure. I don't remember what that's called. Um, it's a psychological concept. Um, but yeah, I love hol- seeing Sonic hold up the realistic fish. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Occasionally, just getting the um, the, the which calls it the like Sonic One enemies. Hilarious. <laughs> the fact that this can break the progression of the game. Hilarious. That that's my big thing with it. It totally ruins the game. Um, I also really like the implication that uh, Big is like hoarding these cocos that the elders like. Please <laughs> rescue them, and you have to buy them from him. <laughs> yeah, he's just. He also has all these like voice memos from from Doctor Eggman. Yeah, true. So who, who what's his true alliance here? I loved fishing. Fishing was yeah. very fun. I love it. Did you get any of the egg memos? I didn't. I didn't know what they did. Um, I figured they were just like little voice things. And I had one and I couldn't interact with it. So I I just kind of ignored those. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. They're just lore, right? They're just lore. He mentions Maria at one point. Really? Yeah. So they're really kind of everything. He's like, I didn't know my cousin Maria. And I'm like, whoa. We do do need to pack this up at some point. This is our longest episode by far. (laughs) I'll cut Uh, it down. Did we like Sage? Do you like Sage? I don't know what to think about Sage because there wasn't really anything there. Another story thing where they introduce this character and then nothing really happens with her, them, the entire time uh, until the last, like, I don't know, quarter of the game. And it's like, oh, maybe there's some some good in there, but it never really goes into, I don't know, never really goes into anything. Why? What are your thoughts? I love Sage. She's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Eggman has a daughter now. I love very, very realistic portrayal. Uh, well, <laughs> what I love is that she, she, it's my favorite trope, which is robot or AI, like learns that they're a human, basically, mm-hmm. like starts to discover emotions and everything. But the the thing that makes her real, like de- develop emotions and everything is not like, trauma or like the beauty of the world or like a deep friendship it's seeing that sonic the hedgehog is really cool and i really <laughs> relate to that uh, she's like wow sonic she's like wow sonic's really cool i sh- i then, it, then she just starts crying and i'm like whoa yeah. me too my favorite sage thing though is that at the end of um the third island you finish it and there's this cutscene where it gives the flashback of the the ancients or whatever and then like two minutes later sage had has this song this vocal solo and it plays the exact oh, yeah. same cutscene, like shot for shot <laughs> what happens is she has a scene with eggman where she says hey hey mr eggman could you please team up with sonic to defeat the end that would be nice and he's like no and then at the end of the third island she's like oh no sonic is doomed i wish that um i wish he wasn't doomed damn dr eggman i wish that you would help him and then she has a then she thinks about the scene that happened like 20 minutes earlier with like a random song over it it was very confusing it was 
I guess the way I played it, it was way closer than that. It was like mere minutes apart, and it was the exact same cutscene just with the song. I thought that was really funny. Because uh, they, they were trying to do a thoughts. montage. Yeah, but they, they didn't have do a... anything. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. I'm just grateful this this game isn't better because I think I would be heartbroken if Elden Ring wasn't game of the year for me. But <laughs> I am glad it's people a... like it, though, and that this isn't like another flop. You know? mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, they can really do so much with this formula. I should say, um, I should give my official decree on this game. This is one of my favorite Sonic games. Like, top five. I really like this game. There's I should a just lot you like. Yeah, I should give that, that, that decree officially. Like, this game rules. I'll say it. And that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, I would say. Yeah, can't wait for the next one. Yeah, me neither. I really hope they, they build on this foundation. What do we do next episode? Next episode is... So, I, I put the, 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 um, the schedule on our Twitter, mm-hmm. but our next episode is that we're both going to try to find a bunch of weird licensed games to talk about, and it's a contest to see who can find the weirder licensed games. <laughs> I'm really excited for this. I think I found a winner. I think wow, I found already? one game. Yeah. I think I found a game that when you hear about it, you're going to be like, okay, Olive wins. Are we playing our own licensed games or are we making the other person play them? That's a great question. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out off air. Next episode, you'll find out on Twitter about the next episode. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. To a small bird for our theme song, Teen Worm. Woo! Check out her Bandcamp in the description. Yeah. What do I say? Oh, thanks for listening. <laughs> 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 this has been Screen Crunch. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Screen Crunch Pod. You are at Olive Brinker. Again, I don't think we said our names this episode. I am <laughs> at Sam Cowfer, C O W F U R. We sometimes come out on Fridays. It's every other week now. <laughs> um, I'm Olive. Yeah, that's Olive. I'm Sam. And please, please do not forget to keep it nice and funky. <laughs>